morning. It's 845, and this is Dale Johnson joining you on Lincoln Live. Thanks for being with us here on the Carol and Schmitty Morning Show. We have the mayor in for a conversation. Mayor, thank you very much for joining me today. Oh, it's great to be back, Dale. Mayor Leary and Gaylor Bayard, we have COVID to talk about, uh, snow ops, snow operations, which we can talk about with no snow on the ground, Mayor. That's going to be a good short conversation. I and know. The forecast is 72 degrees tomorrow, I yep, believe. Yep, goodness. 72 degrees. And uh, hopefully we'll have time here. I want to make sure that uh, one of the employees for uh, Lincoln Transportation and Utilities uh, gets some props this morning for uh, an, an act of... Uh, 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 an act of kindness that we want to take note of, okay? So let's get to uh, something that came up at last night's city council meeting. Uh, it took an uncomfortable tone when Sarah Williams, a former Lincoln police officer, said, quote, sexual harassment and discrimination at LPD was and is pervasive, end quote. She has filed a lawsuit. She did this a year ago. She knows of at least a couple of other female police officers who have been sexually assaulted by male officers. Uh, Melissa Ripley filed a lawsuit earlier this year, also alleging a toxic culture in the Lincoln Police Department. I know you issued a statement Monday, Mayor, after this came out of the city council meeting saying that your administration is committed to respecting, excuse me, committed to responding to any wrongdoing and that complaints are taken seriously. Uh, but I want to set this question up, Mayor, with all due respect to you and your position and other leaders in Lincoln. I don't see a call for change in that statement. Similar to compassionate statements that you expressed while among protesters this past summer in front of the Hall of Justice. What this morning, what would be an appropriate call to action statement? Well, the... Lincoln Police Department is committed to providing a safe and cohesive workplace and to the extent that there are changes underway I would point to the fact that um, even prior to Chief Ewan's arrival the department joined the 30 by 30 initiative to work to recruit more women to the force. Um, there have been examinations of uh, and recommendations through these investigations and um, in response to the allegations to understand what changes may be made to provide uh, that continuous improvement in the department. Um, but I guess what I would really want to reiterate is that we absolutely are committed and do not tolerate discrimination or harassment of any kind. And there are processes underway to investigate all of these concerns and to respond appropriately. And, and obviously what what you heard last night at at council was one side of a story. Um, the city is respecting the confidentiality of its investigations until they are complete, and you know eventually a fuller picture will emerge. Um, but I am grateful for the service of Ms. Williams to our community. Uh, and that's what I can say to you okay. today. She, she claimed at last night's city council meeting, she went through that process that you point out. There are steps and policies, and she's made a statement, public statement, that she followed those. She started at the bottom. She went up to a sergeant. That sergeant took it to a captain. The captain took it to the chief. The chief even brought her in. And she claims that nothing was done, and she even had retaliation. So I don't think it's so much a policy issue, maybe, mayor, as it is 
implementing the policy. Would you agree with that at all? Uh, I would say that uh, we have new leadership at LPD. And we are committed to making sure that this is a safe, inclusive, and supportive environment for everyone on the force and particularly our, our women police officers. I'll, uh, I'll just bring up one other subject and then we'll move on to something else. A female police officer who fears losing her job told the Journal Star, quote, if she was raped today, she wouldn't report it because there's no point. That's disturbing. In a community in which we all live and love... That's disturbing to think that a woman wouldn't report a rape in the Lincoln Police Department. Absolutely, and I would say any woman who is raped in our community should report it, and it will be treated with respect and integrity and a robust investigation. Mayor, thank you very much for addressing that uh, sensitive issue. It's 8.50, and we're talking to Mayor Lirion Gaylor-Bayard today on Lincoln Live. Let's go to COVID numbers, Mayor, and I'll take off my paper clip to uh, unveil the latest information from the uh, health department. Here we go. 122 cases of COVID on Saturday, 30 on Sunday, 124 cases reported yesterday. New numbers will come out this afternoon. Um, we are about 10 days away from the DHM uh, expiring. Can you give us any insight with these numbers that you have before you this morning, whether mm -hmm. there is any likelihood at all that the DHM would be allowed to expire two days before Christmas? You know, the DHM is still under review by our health team. Uh, we are really concerned, not just about the cases, but particularly the hospitalizations. They've been growing um, since late October and sort of averaging around 100 a month of COVID hospitalizations locally in Lancaster County, but we were up to 121 people hospitalized for COVID yesterday, and that is really straining our hospital capacity. So my message to our community is that if you want to help protect our community and help preserve access to emergency care for everyone in our community who might need it, whether it's a car accident or a heart attack or some other traumatic injury, please do your part. Uh, the, vac the vaccination can help keep people out of the hospital. That data is crystal clear. So we are urging residents to, to take action to preserve our hospital's capacity to protect themselves, their loved ones, and their neighbors. We're asking them to mask up, to get vaccinated, and to get boosted. This can save lives and prevent those hospitalizations. Um, so that is the urgent message we have to share today. There are clinics planned this week. There's one going on today. It'll start up in just a few minutes at the Health Department Office 31st and O. And there are other clinics Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So it's not a, for a lack of availability that uh, someone can't go in and get their first or second dose or maybe even their booster shot. And even uh, youngsters, first and second doses for ages five and older will be given on Friday, December 17th at the Lincoln-Lancaster County Health Department. So get out and do what you feel comfortable doing to, uh, to help uh, bring down the numbers of COVID in our community. And I would also encourage folks that they get their information from their physician, that they have a conversation with uh, their pediatrician or their personal 
primary care provider if they have any questions about the vaccine. Um, this is not a time to rely on the latest um, internet viral post. This is a time to talk to dedicated professionals, either at our health department or in your doctor's office, who can have uh, one-on-one conversations with you about the vaccine and its effectiveness. Mayor Gaylor Bayard on Lincoln Live. I brought up when we began this conversation, maybe talking about snow operations. There's really no need. You can go to Lincoln Transportation and Utilities, the website there. Uh, there's a lot that the folks at uh, LTU are doing to make sure that residential streets are cleared hours earlier than before. Um, they've taken steps learned from last year's initial change in residential street clearing policy what worked what didn't work they'll have gps aboard the plows you can even find out by going to the website uh for lincoln transportation and utilities where the plows are and how close to your neighborhood they might be that's right we're you know the folks at lincoln transportation utilities are committed to um using their experiences and improving with every snowfall and we're prepared for what mother nature may throw at us this fall um you know with the 70 degree forecast for tomorrow we don't know when that snow might come again but uh we have been storing up supplies signing contracts with private snow plowers getting our snow fighters ready here at the city and uh, being with, ready with all the resources in place uh, for when we do see more snowfall mayor let's talk about evictions the city of lincoln still has rental assistance available so far the city has paid out more than $17 million to nearly 4,000 households. There's still $6 million left. Tenants and landlords can apply for that assistance. Uh, bring us up to date on what the city is doing to allow people to stay inside their homes while still being impacted by the pandemic. Right, and actually I have some updated numbers for you. We've got actually nearly $18.5 million that has gone out to Lincoln and Lancaster County families. Um, so the process is that we've worked with nonprofits in our community. We've worked with the UNL's Center for Children, Families, and the Law, and we have created multiple doorways for people to walk through, uh, whether that's online or in person, where they can go and uh, demonstrate how they've been impacted by the pandemic and the need for rental assistance or utilities assistance. We've got volunteer lawyers, um, folks from the law school at UNL have been helping to provide representation for folks in eviction courts, but really with these resources, we're trying to address the needs upstream from that eviction court moment so that we can help landlords and property managers get the resources in hand that they need uh, to continue to allow folks to stay in their homes. And, you know, so far we've been very successful at, at, at reaching that goal. Mayor, we've saved enough time to talk about uh, Drew DeBoer. Am I pronouncing his last name correctly, DeBoer? DeBoer, I believe. DeBoer, right okay. He's an equipment yep. operator from the Operations and Maintenance Division of Lincoln Transportation and Utilities. And here's what he did, folks. Here's what Drew did. He was preparing to take his break from working on a street maintenance project when he noticed a disabled man at a nearby property struggling to mow his lawn. And rather than take a break, Drew mowed the man's lawn. Now, that's going above and beyond. Uh, he could have just taken his break. He could have just gone about his business, but he didn't. And as a result, he receives one of your awards of excellence. That's right. It was truly, um, truly a pleasure to, to recognize Drew for his outstanding service. And I would add to the, another, another touching piece of that story is that, you know, 
after this happened, Drew went to his supervisor and said, you know, I want you to count that as my break time. I realize I did that on city time. <laughs> so he was even, you know, so far going so far as to make that a donation of sorts. Um, and if you heard him speak last night at the um, awards presentation, you know, he really just was thinking about um, his own children and what he would want people to do if they saw his own children struggling. Um, the goodness of his heart was on full display, and we're so proud to call him a City of Lincoln teammate. We started this conversation with a bit of ugliness, and we end with the fact that there are people in Lincoln, Nebraska that have big hearts. There are people in the Midwest who still will reach out and help somebody else uh, in a time of need, and we don't want that darkness to overshadow the uh, brightness of people's personalities and their willingness to be able to get out and help other people. That's Lincoln, Nebraska. Drew DeBrewer is Lincoln, Nebraska. That's right.